0: why I would not recommend school today from experience. Let's go back to preschool. In preschool, even that kind of structure is not for everyone. I remember we had a specific project, a specific thing that we had to do, whether we wanted to or not. It was putting Popsicle sticks on a tin can, and this was the art project. Everyone had to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what if I wanna do something a little different? What if I wanna do some painting with my hands? This is at the age of four. What if you got a kid over there? And he, all that kid wants to do is play an instrument. They've picked up the guitar and that's what they want to do. What about that kid over there? And all that kid wants to do is swing the golf club and become a master golfer. So you have all of these people that show interests at a very young age, heck, even by the age of one, you might see kids gravitate towards a field. And instead of encouraging that, what we do is we put them into a set structure where everyone can be taught at the same level, regardless of cognitive abilities. Now the thing is this is great for the kids that are maybe a little bit behind in learning because then we can bring them up to to a satisfactory school level that's been defined. But then you have all the people that are already way up top and we're bringing them down to a level that fits the norm. Not sure if that's the best structure for people who show innate talent because by four well by the age of four you might see a few prodigies and what we do is we stymie the growth by having them spend hours and hours in the classroom that's maybe one concern that i see and this is this is before high school and college, a lot of people would say, don't go to college, but I'm going further back to look at the signs to say, is that the best thing? Now, the argument is, okay, that person might be a prodigy. That person might be amazing at that particular talent, but we need to teach them other things, such as social skills, such as interacting with others, and that's a valid argument because where else are you going to find a bunch of preschoolers all in one room? Well, it'll be a preschool or maybe like a daycare or something. So uh, there's a, a nice structure where you're able to have your kids practice social skills. And I think that's That's a very important thing. But then you have the kids that are very shy, and they don't really socialize anyways. And what I learned is that the teachers don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle a child that's quite quiet. Because I was one of those children. I was quite quiet, and I was to myself, and none of the teachers could handle it. They didn't understand how to... They didn't understand how to work with me, and that's okay. I, they, well, m- maybe it's not okay. But teachers aren't really taught in terms of psychology and social psychology, so they might not understand the red flags when a child is quiet and not getting involved in the group, and they're kind of off in their own little world. That's. That's the concern is that we're trying to socialize the kids, but maybe a lot of them aren't even talking so is it even a structure that has been properly designed so that if we notice a child and they're quiet, do we do anything about it? Here's what my kindergarten teacher did uh, I thought this was a a good step is that uh, she had mentioned that. Trevor is quiet in class and does not participate in discussions. I still keep my report cards, and I I remember reviewing my kindergarten report card, and it said that I'm quite quiet. I don't participate. And I don't recall anything being done about it or any sort of course of action to improve. It was just, that's the note, and no big deal. Trevor, why aren't you participating more? not like really sitting down and getting getting an idea of what's going on in my head but it's not like a teacher is expected to be a psychologist or some sort of therapist for children that's that's a whole it's a whole other animal does a teacher really get in depth one on one with each child no that's not the case a lot of it's just wrangling the kids, making sure that everyone's behaving. So you have everyone in a circle, and that's pretty much it. You're not really drilling into one particular person one-on-one. And that's just, that's just early childhood development that, that I see as a red flag, and why school might not be necessary based on my experience. Other kids maybe absolutely love being around other kids, and then they like socializing, and then that's that's where they kind of fit in. They fit into this structure, and it's built for a lot of those kids. It's built for, for that. Um, that's just the first step. The next step, you're going into elementary school. Everything else, everything is more structured. So there is no particular focus. You're not at the age of five just doing art. You're you're doing some other things. You're doing perhaps basic math. You're 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 doing all the basic surface level skills that I suppose can can help in terms of defining your ability to learn. But maybe you don't need to know one plus one. Maybe all you need to know is how to play the violin better or how to play the piano. Maybe that's all you really should be doing. And instead, that's relegated to after-school time or before-school curriculars. So you might only get like a couple hours in a day to practice the instrument and even though you should be practicing it even more because you've already defined it, this is what you want to do. We never really drill into our passions at a young age. We never really explore that. We never explore mastery at a young age. But why not? If we know that a child We know that a child is showing an interest in something. Why not see how deep we can go with that? So that's a bit of a red flag in terms of elementary school, maybe giving the basics. And then you have a new teacher every year, and you're sitting there eight hours a day listening to the same teacher over and over again, how much of it is recalled and how much of it should be recalled? Is there something that could be better taught? Is there something that could be better learned in the classroom? Something that would help for down the road in life? You're not socializing when you're listening to the teacher, so I'm not Sure, that teaches it. Recess is good because it kind of teaches the social skills, if that's the thing. It's just we have all these kids, and we don't know what to do with them, so we put them in a box, and we have a teacher-slash-guardian watching them and educating them because there's 24 hours in a day, and, well, we can't be watching them 24-7, so school's a way to pass the time. School's a way to get people to just go through a process. But then you have these kids who really are not into school. Finding what they are into would probably be a good idea. I'm not saying that homeschooling is any better because I don't think parents are necessarily good teachers when they're too busy and they're too distracted doing their own things, maybe working like they have a career. So I don't know if it's necessarily the case that they should be doing that. But maybe there is. Maybe there's a deeper thing, such as a teacher, somebody who can help with the child's mastery of certain things. Maybe that would be of more value. You can get you, you can learn one plus one later on in life. I don't see how school is really necessary for that. That's really your thing. But the structure carries on through elementary school and then high school and then college slash university grad school you have the same structure classroom learning set learning okay there's no flexibility this is what you learn this is what you get same with university you choose marketing okay well this is what you get you don't get to choose beyond this set structure By the end of it, you're basically taking the exact same courses as everyone else in marketing, all of which are courses designed to teach theory, but not to teach hands-on practice to the level that you need. It is a production society. We are teaching everyone to be producers, not creators. But I can't really speak to art school, because I never went to art school. But my, from what I hear is that you are still learning things that you might not be interested in. How to use a computer program, such as Adobe Illustrator, or how to do Photoshop, or how to paint abstract, even though maybe you're a minimalist person, and... You want to create minimalist art. Well, no, no, no. You need to do this kind of project. Or you need to do a sculpture. But I'm not interested in sculptures. Well, that's too bad because we're grading it on sculptures. Or like a drafting class that I had in high school where you have to build a house. Not only that, you have to build a house according to these rules and specifications. You have to build it this way. There's no flexibility there. So I guess I can maybe speak to a little bit about art and that my architecture class was very structured. There's no room for deep creativity in an area that you're really interested in. You see, if that was the case, then in marketing, I would have been studying Seth Godin. But instead, Seth Godin was never mentioned in any of my marketing classes. I only learned about Seth Godin by going to his lectures. Even though he's one of the greatest modern marketers or thought leaders on marketing, he's he's got some great points. And none of his material was ever taught in the marketing classroom. Material on permission marketing or standing out in the crowd, none of that was mentioned. And yet, his philosophy should be taught. Yeah. so it's a very it's a conformist type of approach and does it work for the STEM fields? I think it works for the STEM fields somewhat science, technology, engineering mathematics where it's very simple if you want to be a civil engineer there's a certain way of building structures and you need to understand calculus, you need to understand physics, chemistry, those are set fields, there's just very little flexibility there. So I could see the um, school structure working for those areas. And if I look at it though, maybe you want to be a tiny house builder. Well, can you go to school and learn how engineering can relate to tiny houses? I don't know. I don't really understand that particular area. Or maybe you want to solve a particular math problem. Well, maybe school won't really allow you to work on that math problem. So th- there's there's also, even in the STEM area, a very structured approach that people who know what they want maybe don't need to go in that direction. Perhaps they should be going in their own direction. PhD, let's look at the PhD. So you are going to do research for a professor, PhD research and It's the kind of research you need to do for your thesis, you need to put a big report together. You get some flexibility in terms of what you can deliver here. So, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But you still have to follow some guidelines, like 200 pages or what have you. You essentially have to write a book. You can't do a video, you can't do a video a lengthy video about your PhD and get get a get your PhD based on a long video that you created. Not that I know of. Well, maybe it's changed. But there should be flexibility in delivery. I'm not sure if there is or not. I haven't looked into that. So not the best person to talk about that. I only have a bachelor's in business, so I can go up to that point. But there is structure, there's grading, there's exams. And it's scary because here's what happens with school. Okay, So here's why school is maybe in my bad books. High school, I I look at this as the greatest difference as to why maybe somebody should not go towards school. High school, you focus a lot on assignments. Exams aren't really worth as much, not until grade 12. When you're grade 10 to 12, you're sort of doing provincial exams and whatnot, or state exams. I, I don't know how it is in the US, I'm in Canada. But you do these exams, they're they're worth a portion, but they're not significant. Most uh, Most of it is assignments all throughout high school, you're doing a lot of these assignments, and that's what makes up the portion of your grade. So you, as long as you do your assignments, you will get an excellent grade. It's pretty straightforward. I was almost a straight-A student in high school. I was fairly good, with a couple Bs and Cs here and there, but mostly As. Uh, I did quite well. I was always on the A honor roll. Uh, I did quite well in high school for all intents and purposes, won a few top student awards. It seemed like a good place for me, getting assignments done, I seemed like I was able to handle it. Where I fell apart was in university, see that's where exams became the most important part of your grade. That is where it totally flipped itself on its head, for, for my experience. Now, instead of 20 kids in a classroom, you're now dealing with 200, at least in my case. Some schools, it's not like that in college. So exams counted for most of the grade in university, and it it became highly competitive, and the whole structure ruined me. I suffered in university. It was not built for me at all. I failed several classes. I, at the end of it, was a C student. The assignments we did were worth nothing. I did actually quite well on all the assignments. Problem was, they're only worth 10 to 20% of the grade. You go in, and you'd be doing exams, and they'd be worth significant amounts of your grade. And I just couldn't sit and study. I didn't have the focus or the interest in studying the material. I wanted to do assignments, because that's what I was good at in high school so no one else was really complaining about this and i wasn't really complaining either i realized hey i just got to do my best put my work in and try my best to study and to be honest it didn't matter how much i studied i still didn't do well in certain exams and uh, it wasn't designed for me but how was i supposed to know well I could have taken classes, I could have seen what it was all about, I could have went in and I could have asked more questions, I could have taken more responsibility for my education. So it's on me to study this. That being said, there's also a lot of pressure. In grade 12, grade 11, you have recruiters coming in telling you in high school, you should come to our school. No, no, you should come to our school. Because University College wants you to come spend money, spend significant money that you do not have on their education program. So you feel obligated to join something. You feel obligated to join a particular field there because these promoters come in and they just snatch you up. Oh, apply for our scholarship program. Scholarships are interesting. You see, school's already quite expensive. So giving you a $2,000 scholarship as enticing you to come in, that's nothing. That's like giving a discount on a car that's already been marked up significantly or buying glasses. Glasses are like... 200% 200% markup so giving a discount next to trivial for them it's it's not a big deal they just want to get you in so yeah we'll give you a scholarship because we know that you're going to be spending a bunch of money with us so no big deal we just want to get you in the door foot in the door technique nice little marketing approach there So very intelligent, very intelligently designed to capitalize on students. Oh, I don't have money, but they're giving me a scholarship so I can go, and and my first year might be free. Well, I can't afford two, three, and four for those years, but whatever, as long as I get in the door. A lot of the students, they come out with significant debt Luckily See I was always a hard worker And I Did not come out With that with. I didn't come out with any debt I didn't come out with any debt at all I literally paid All of my education With my own money I worked 20 hours a week Cleaning up Toilets Cleaning up floors stocking shelves in a grocery store um i guess it was a retail store there weren't really groceries in this particular location but like some food items and i I was stocking shelves working at 10 or 11 at night four hours a day sometimes eight hours a day christmas time i'd be working 40 hours a week and uh putting in the time to save money to pay for school. So I, I managed to come out of out of university without any debt at all. I literally paid for everything. And this is business school. So business school has a more of a premium than any of the other fields, at least at the university I went to, because they're like top five business school in all of Canada. So they feel like, oh, we can charge more for business classes. So I ended up paying more versus anyone else. I think it was 36000 roughly by the end of the four years. So it wasn't that much money. I mean, if you save up every single year for four years and you're, you're working 20 hours a week, you can get enough money to pay for school. Luckily, I was living at home with the parents, so I didn't really have to worry about too much of the living expenses. You see, those who have to work on the dorms, well, they are screwed, or they live in the dorms. If they're living in the dorms, then they've gotta pay for that on top of, well, they might not have a job, so they're literally just throwing money away into the school system, so it's a little concerning. Yeah. So I was fortunate, but not everyone is that person. There are people that are going into med school, and their their bills are $200,000 by the end of it in terms of debt. And the debt doesn't disappear. It sticks with you until you die. So a lot of schools are now implementing like interest-free debt. So you can actually go to school, and it's interest-free. Which is nice. But there is the the loom of all of that debt. So it sits with you for the rest of your life. Okay, it's not going away. You still have to pay for it. I guess you could just wait until you die. Someone else is gonna have to pay for it. Like someone else will inherit the debt. If you don't pay for it, someone else will in your family or whatnot. So not sure how you're going to get out of it. I'm not sure you want to live the rest of your life with a cloud hanging over your head. It's a dark cloud of debt. And I don't think you'll enjoy yourself if that's the case. So So you have to really think about that. Is school necessary? Well, if you can figure out what you want to do, you could go for that. You see, four years is a lot of time. Four years to get your undergrad degree. That's a long time to build something. You could build a business. From 18 to 22, you can build a fantastic business. That's an option. You could could teach others. You can actually teach others. By 18, you can go and create an online course and actually teach others. Because by 18, maybe you know something how to navigate elementary school you can do a course on that (laughs) I'm just throwing out ideas lawn lawn mowing people making tons of money with that making more than what a a graduate at school would make it's funny especially teachers they're not really making that much money they're going to school to become a teacher and then they're not 100% passionate about what they're teaching because, well, they have to teach a specific thing. This is like a set curriculum that you have to teach the students. I mean, what's the fun in that? What's the fun in that? The other thing is, is I noticed that I was quite depressed starting at about 18, the depression actually really hit first year of university. I don't know if it was the concrete walls that were surrounding me, or it was maybe just the sheer isolation. This this volume of people surrounding me, and me feeling completely inadequate. It's as if I didn't really fit in so this like severe depression just hit me and it stuck with me for the entire time that I was going to school in university maybe there was some of it in high school but uh, I kind of shook that off but it was more in university where it just really hit me like okay all of my all of my high school friends are off doing their own thing, and now I don't really fit in. i got to make new friends. And it is a challenge to make new friends in university. It it can be. You might be that social person who can just be completely fine with it, but it, it can be really challenging for an introvert or anyone who's highly inside their own head like I am. It can be downright difficult to make any new friends. So then you become antisocial, you isolate yourself, you become a hermit, essentially. And that's scary. You see, if you didn't go to university, you could connect with people out in the real world. You can have real, meaningful conversations with people. if you have that discipline, or you can work on your business, because if you're going to be isolated anyways, well, you might as well work on something meaningful. If you're going to be depressed in school, why not just be depressed on your own? You'd save yourself the $30,000, 40000 $100,000, $200,000 if you're going to med school, All these doctors are kind of depressed because they're they're busy paying off their education for the rest of their lives. They barely make enough money. They have to make $200,000 plus a year. Otherwise, they can't afford to live. So this is sort of the setup that school gives you is that it puts you in a structure and you have to follow it. There's no deviating from the plan. What's even scarier is a student that goes to university, they don't know what degree they want. They're just going in there for fun, just to figure it all out. Perhaps that's okay. If you have money to just piss away, go for it. Go and throw away a bunch of money figuring it all out. Personally, I would suggest keeping the money and maybe exploring that option for free. You can literally go to a bunch of classes for free. Just walk in and I'm just here to attend and figure it all out and I'm not actually here to to get graded or anything. I just want to learn. I want to see if this is interesting to me. Sure, you could do that. Like That would be way better. you're going to piss away all this time anyways. Oh, but you get credits if you complete the course. True, you do complete credits. But what if you end up choosing a degree that's completely irrelevant to those courses? Well, then you just threw away a bunch of money. And you're starting from ground zero. And you got the anxiety of not being able to afford things because you spent all this money on courses you didn't need. Spend like a couple of weeks, go to a bunch of classes, figure out which one piques your interest or what resonates with you if you're going to go the school route. Also talk to entrepreneurs. I can't believe how many 18, 17, 18 year olds are not talking to entrepreneurs before going to school. I never talked to any, but it would have been great if I did because that probably would have piqued my interest more than any school thing had I talked to entrepreneurs because they will tell you that building something for yourself is quite meaningful. Building something tangible is powerful. That's what they would tell you. That's what I would tell you. And it's not easy. It's not easy, but neither is school. School is not easy at all either. So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to spend four years. Why not spend them on something that counts? Or if you're looking at high school, elementary school, preschool, why not spend those 25, 27-plus years on something that matters? Whatever. Depending on whether you're going to med school or not, spend it on something that really counts. Oh, but I need the paper. I need the paper to get get the ticket out of here. That's true. You do need the paper for a lot of different fields. My first job, I needed the paper. That is credibility to get the job you have to decide if that's what you want do you want the job and if you want the job then then yes school perhaps would be necessary if you want the job you are going to probably need a piece of paper or here's the other option you need experiences Experiences that show results. And if you have those, I be I truly believe that those experiences can replace a degree. Can replace an education. If you come to me and say, I'm a marketer, I've built X number of companies, here are my results, I'm going to hire you on the spot. No question, you're giving me tangible results. I don't even care if you don't have a degree. Because I know that you're self-disciplined you just built a bunch of things you have results signed sealed and delivered you have much more value to society because you've proven to you to yourself and you've proven to me you've proven to everyone that you don't need an education to do well in life and I don't need to babysit you you are just rocking it on your own you you don't need to sit in a classroom to prove your worth. Because sitting in a classroom isn't really a skill I would be hiring for. I'm more interested in hiring for someone who is scrappy and who can come in and make some real changes, make some real impact. A lot of kids coming out of school, well, they can't make any impact because they don't know anything. Spent all that time sitting in a classroom listen to others who know things <laughs> so the advice of, from what i've seen is that if you spend your time in if you spend your time building something meaningful that will likely get you further ahead in terms of satisfaction in your own life, it's in what you build for the world, you'll be further ahead, so. And people are likely more brilliant than school lets them believe, so that's another thing. You're likely much more brilliant than school will say school made me feel inadequate that's what it did for me so it's not necessarily gonna happen to you but it happens to a good portion of people this inadequacy this exam anxiety this feeling that you are not good enough and yet you are you are good enough you are good enough to build anything that you want without a degree. You don't need a degree to build anything these days. Anything you want to learn is online. All that marketing theory, I could have learned that all online for free. If you want to go get some clients, maybe you want to work for some small businesses, build an agency for them, you could do that. You literally just go up and say, hey, I'll do your Instagram for you, what have you. You're not going to learn Instagram in university, so I don't really get that. Like, it's, it's not even being taught. It, you can't learn Instagram ads in university, it's not, it's not available. It's not a course to be taught. So, you're going to have to teach yourself, anyways. Uh, all throughout my marketing degree, I never learned Adobe Creative Suite. I was never taught. I ended up teaching myself after university. I spent a year teaching myself adobe it's like i spent another year walking around in the snow trying to get clients i failed at that but hey i tried that's what you essentially need to do and try and fail right started countless businesses i even started a business in university i'm like you know i don't really like school so i'm gonna try to Sell international textbooks. I made a profit there. So, I mean, that's another thing. If you're going to go to school, at least try some things. Try try entrepreneurship while you're going to school. Try building some sort of a thing. Maybe it's a t-shirt company. I don't know. I've tried that. That's a fun little thing. Try building an apparel brand. That's a nice idea. See, if I was to be a teacher at school, I would build a curriculum that encourages students to build whatever they want, and the only thing that matters at the end of the day would be revenues happiness i I don't um, yeah, things that matter in a business. Because if they're going to school for business, they should learn how to capture revenues. And they get to keep the revenues. School doesn't pocket any of that. See, that would be the course I would build. It would be, it would be, very, it would be very hands-on for the kids. So they wouldn't be stuck in the classroom. I'd be there as a mentor, helping them, guiding them, helping them build a team, perhaps. See if they can find some elementary kids to sell t-shirts for them. That's, That's what I would do. Because these kids, they are fearless at a young age. They will do anything. And you don't want to stymie all of that. You want to encourage them to try these things. School doesn't really let them do that. So it would be great if we could restructure school. And Look, government says we need to keep going. So there's always going to be people that are going. Always people that are looking for that job. And you know what? There's a place for it. So I don't see school disappearing. But if you see yourself thinking, hey, I resonate with what you're saying, Trev. I do want to go and build something. Then do that. Do that. And I suggest you go to the school and see if it's something you enjoy before you actually pay the bill. Amazing how many people don't do that. Another thing is do informational interviews. Go and ask the people where you want to be. Ask them about what school is like learn from them you might find out that it's not for you and that's okay there's other options much more cost effective options much more self fulfilling options much more rewarding options than school that's a fact now if i had if i had kids which i don't but if i did and one day, I hope that I will. I will. I don't think I'm in. I don't think I'm too far off from it. But if I had kids, I would show them all the different options. Okay, I would educate them on all the different options and let them choose what they want. I'd tell them all the different pathways. Here's the pathway going this way. Here's the pathway going this way. Here's the pathway going that way. I would just look and just see where they're interested, where their interest lies. I wouldn't want to tell them that they have to do something. Never do that. I would say, here are the different options. Which one would you like to do? That's pretty much it. I help them explore each one. I help them dive deep in each one. But I, I would never tell them what to do. I, I don't think that would be a good approach. Uh, because they might be interested in the STEM fields, they might be interested in going and getting an education. That might really strike a chord with them. So i have to be careful with that. But if they decide they want to build something, I'll do everything that I can to support them. If they want to go to school, I'll do everything I can to support them. But I, I will always be hands-off. I'll always let them try to figure it out. Because I think it's important to make some mistakes and struggle. I don't want to give them a handout. Anyone that gets a handout, I can't think of them as doing something important. Winning the lottery can be like the worst thing for you because then you don't have to try as hard in life. And at least in school it teaches you how to teaches you the idea that you have to try hard, but you don't necessarily need that. You see, if you're on your own, then you have to try even harder to succeed. And maybe I'd become this sort of like business mentor for my kids, and I would say, here are some ideas, okay? Here are some ideas of the goals that you can maybe reach for. What, what kind of goals do you think would be worthwhile? And we'd, we'd brainstorm some ideas so they have some achievable targets to strive for. Something to work towards, because I think that's important. Even if they're going to school, I'd say, well, what kind of grades are you looking for here? Are you ready? Like, This is what you're going to have to do. This is the work you're going to have to put in if you want to achieve what it is you're looking for. So. This is the kind of hard work you're going to have to put into it. Are you ready? That's the other thing, right? That's the other thing. Are you ready for it? So being that guidance. That's probably what I would be. But there's things you seriously have to think about. If you are in a position where you have to decide, is school right for me? Well, is it right for my kids? Give all the options. Let them figure it out for themselves. Tell them the pros and cons. Here's the kind of debt you're gonna have to deal with. Here's the kind of social interactions you will or will not receive. Here is what's going to happen. Are you ready for all of this? Here's a struggle you're going to have. Here's the potential that you might be depressed. And that you're going to need to talk about it with somebody. You're going to need to open up to somebody and solve these issues. Because figuring it out on your own is, is really challenging. It is really challenging. If you have to figure life out on your own, it's not easy. You end up becoming that cog in the wheel if you decide, I can't figure it out, I just need to go with everyone else. I just need to follow everyone else's structure. Or or you could go build something and try to figure out your own kind of structure. So is school necessary? No. And that's from experience. But if you want to be a part of the system, well, you need to have some results to show for it. I think results will get you where you need to go, no matter what you're doing. The results are everything. I think that's it. Let's wrap this up. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you listening to my talks. Hopefully this helps with your situation. Until next time, toodles.